right, KISS Army. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. We hope that you enjoy. 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 Um, welcome to episode 382 of the Kiss FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today we've got the crew back together. 69th Blizzard Ken. Hello. Marcus Almighty Mark. Greetings. And St. Louis Kiss Lonnie. And we've got a fun-filled show, but we got to do some business first. And first of all, a big salute to all our veterans and people who have served who are marking Veterans Day to day in the United States and in remembrance of those who fell in the rest of the world on Remembrance Day, of course, which mm-hmm. is Armistice Day uh, for many Europeans and Commonwealth viewers. And for anyone else not celebrating today, well, sorry, I'm sure you have a birthday. Um, what else do we got? Uh, now that we're free to rock and roll anyway, Destroyer 45 next week is coming out. My review, I yeah. think, is going to drop Sunday. Um, week oh, of. Really? I'm very excited. You will have possibly seen some people starting to post photograph of physical product <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, I must say, my, my review's like six pages long. It's, it's a Julian review. Ooh. So I think mm-hmm. if you're on the fence about whether to support this product, purchase it i did only have access to the stream and not to the physical uh, product so um, i only judge it by its musical content which of course since gene simmons once said it's the music stupid is what it's all about though all that shit that's in the box that people are now starting to show <laughs> looks absolutely fantastic in reality versus uh, what was just um you know in kind of the prototype type photo and kiss freaking blew my mind yesterday what about you guys when they dropped the elder you had started to talk about it but they are celebrating music from the elder uh, with a japanese repo cover type picture disc thing so 150 bucks and then a regular hand one which i don't know whether it's, it's it'll be that way Rather than stop, but maybe it should have been that way. Uh, you know, for the, um, yeah, you guys have started on that before I, I, I went in. Lonnie, it sounded like someone put a quarter in you about the uh, yeah. little merch. I was, you know, I got up yesterday. You know, I saw on Twitter yesterday that there was a couple, you know, just little blurbs like mentions that the elder was turning 40 today that Kiss had tweeted out. And I thought, oh, that's cool. They're at least acknowledging it. You know what I mean? I thought, you know, usually they usually don't have anything to say about the elder. You know, say anything nice, don't say anything at all. They don't have anything to say about the elder usually. So I thought it was kind of cool that they at least acknowledged the fact that it was its release date, that it was turning 40 years old yesterday. And I thought, okay, that's cool. I, I didn't expect anything else after that. And I was pulling up to a restaurant. I had to go into a meeting and saw on my phone that, that there were these vinyl releases for it. And I was like, that, you know, kind of I had to double take at it and go to Kiss Online and like click on it to make sure this was this was real and one you know somebody's just pulling your leg or yeah or somebody thinking oh this wouldn't this be cool type of thing and I was like oh mm-hmm. wow it's really there and there's there's two versions of it a fifty dollar one and hundred fifty dollar and the hundred fifty dollar was still available at the time and I was like oh hundred fifty dollars for a new record I don't know I got to go into this meeting walk walk in came back out. And it was gone. I was like, all right, well, temptation over. I'll just order the $50 one and be done with it and move on. But I thought it was fantastic that they're at least acknowledging and doing something for it. Mark, how about you? 
Um, well, I was telling these guys that if it wasn't for you guys in your group chat, I wouldn't even have known that this was happening because I've been so offline lately finishing this record of mine that I didn't even know this stuff was happening. So when I when I found out that it was uh, in existence, the, the $150 was long gone by that point. It was probably like, you know, hours already sold out. But, you know, not to sound like, you know, oh, here goes Mark again. Uh, but I, I wasn't going to go and get th that one anyways. That's a lot of money, like especially needing to ship it to me in Canada. The shipping is also a lot to come to me. So uh, and Elder's not one of my top records. So I wasn't going to exactly drop 150 bucks for that. So uh, but, you know, th the interesting thing is that the 50 the 50 dollar one looks pretty neat. I haven't grabbed it yet, but I'll probably end up buying it. But what's making me hold out on it? is the fact that they also released the Rock and Roll Over one on Picture Disc, and that is my favorite album of all time. So I will justify the $69.35 that's going to cost me with shipping to buy that Picture Disc. Right, so you you mentioned the album that you're working on. Of course, we, we got together the other day to talk about your first single, which you're, mm. you're dropping tomorrow. Just uh, tell this audience what's going on tomorrow, what they can expect from Project Gemini. Well, tomorrow, the first single from my new record in the year 3073, Book 3, will come out. Uh, it's called The Holy Shield. Uh, it's going to be coming out, you know, I always say 12 midnight, but knowing me, it'll probably be like 11.15 tonight. It'll come out, you know, 45 minutes early or something. But, uh, yeah, I'm really happy with it. Uh, me and uh, Julian did a little interview the other day on Look at Rock and Roll podcast there, that if you want to check out some more detail about it. Uh, about the making of that and what I'm doing with the record. And we also talked a little bit about the uh, Dark Monarchy uh, three-song EP that came out earlier this year as well. So I thank you, Julian, again for giving me the opportunity to speak about it. But yeah, I'm really excited about getting this first single out because I'm very happy with it. And uh, I, I think it's a good gateway to, what to come, what's to come with my new album that's going to be coming out. Well, I agree. The great single, by the way. Regardless, I haven't heard the album, but the single's fantastic. So do check it out on Bandcamp tomorrow, because don't forget it is uh, midnight somewhere at all times. So you mm. can release it whenever the hell you want. Um, Ken Elder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I I was I was thinking earlier in the week about you know oh, will they do an Elder? Uh, they probably won't do anything for the Elder. You know, optimistic Ken. And, and if they yeah, if they yeah. <laughs> If they do something, it'd probably be a, br a brown, brown turd vinyl or something like that. So <laughs> I thought ah, they probably. So I you know, I, and I was busy, pretty busy yesterday morning working. Uh, and by the time I checked my email and I saw this thing about the elder, I was like, oh crap! And so I, you know, quickly checked it out and the. A hundred and fifty dollar one uh, was was gone at that time. I was off oh, crap, and and then the, but the other one was there available. So I you know I picked up that one. Um, I'm working out a deal with one of my close friends about uh, getting the the hundred fifty dollar one that uh, maybe give them a little profit on that one. So uh, anyway, uh, so hopefully I'll get that uh, too. So I'll have both of my hope. Um, and so, yeah, it's cool that they 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 finally recognized the elder. Um, hopefully, down the line, that we'll have actual box set, you know, 
I'll, uh, you know, do this again. I'll, uh, you know, <laughs> destroyer. Yeah, you know, destroyer. You know, you do it. Well, let's let's start. Okay, let's start put, doing more. Let's do the elder. Let's do you know the first album. Let's do this or that. But I I hope there's going to be uh, more of those. Um, as for rock and roll over, that was pretty much a no brainer. Uh, yeah, it's a cool picture disc. But the thing is, now I'll have, I'll have where is it here? I'll have one to go with my original one mm. picture disc that you know came out with i think it was the 80s the one that uh, the dutch fan club that, one. The dutch numbered one. yeah 1000 number 1362 of, uh, of this one here those are beautiful so, when they came yeah, out really I, I only ever yeah. owned one of them and it was like yeah. number 454 of asylum mm. okay yeah i have i think i have also I have an elder. Actually, I have an elder one. Wow! And I, and I have a Creatures of the Night. Nice, also. Oh, fancy. So uh, the picture disc. I didn't get all the picture discs. No, 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 no. But uh, those are the three I I got originally. You, you know, it's interesting though. Uh, two comments really quickly. Um, I think one thing that actually caught my attention with these records that came out now, the elder one and the rock and roll overs i really like these t-shirts that are coming out with them i'm actually pondering to pull the trigger on a few of these t-shirts actually because they look kind of cool the the elder ones too are pretty cool i like the one with the axe the the guitars that are on there on the front and that that one's kind of uh you know making Mm -hmm. me consider you know opening the wallet a bit there for that because i i've T-shirts, I love T-shirts. I mean, I wear all kinds of different kind of rock paraphernalia shit. So that's that's right up my alley. So, but uh, I, I'm actually oh, oh he disappeared. Uh, that's <laughs> flash me tells I, I was gonna say that uh, I, one thing I found interesting and I'm curious for your guys' comment is, do you think it was wise that they only made 500 of that? Do you think no. they should have maybe made like a little bit more than that? No, I, I've got a, a bone of contention with both of these. Number one, I'm thrilled that they are celebrating the elder with a, a line of merch for it because I'm totally wrong. I, I voted in the online poll on, on the FAQ that no chance they were going to do anything. So um, it, it, it is counterbalanced by them doing the ultimate classic rock stuff, bashing the album. But uh I'm annoyed in in two senses that they announced Rock and Roll Over today. I mean, we should have seen it coming since they're doing all these freaking weird anniversaries, 45th, 73rd, 29th, um, you know, for stuff that you pulled the trigger yesterday. I got in because I got a message that it was on set. The elder stuff was up. So I managed to get uh, both picture discs. And my intention was to flip the um, the Japanese one because the 500 it was available when I was there very little interest in it otherwise so Ken I will help you if it arrives in good shape um, you know, <laughs> at cost you're not paying me any freaking extra you don't do that to people uh, um, I pay, I pay extra. You pay, you pay I don't do that to people you can pay postage <laughs> I don't um, especially when there's only 500 of the fuckers because I think that mm-hmm. number is egregiously low with no notice that it sold out in 40 minutes or less. That's, uh, you know, oh, yeah, it's it just shocking. And that leaves a lot of people who are out of time zones, Lonnie in meetings, regardless of whether you would have the bills on it. Right, right, right. Um, and you like, didn't have the chance to think about it. Instead, you know, it, it raises fury that people wake up, uh, Australians, yeah, uh, that's what I'm you know, and they're like, there was a fucking sale on Kiss stuff and I was asleep and it's all gone. Well, that just freaking sake 
you know, sucks. And then mm-hmm. add to the insult, they then maybe order some of the stuff off the Elder Line and Rock and Roll Over drops today and Mark pointed out the cost of shipping. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. you're getting double banged, uh, you know, on shipping twice. Mm-hmm. That said, some of the designs are fantastic. I'm not overly happy about no Eric or Ace on the Elder stuff, but I right. think there's probably a re- reason why that's the case. Um, but, you know, that's my preference because I like the Japanese design of that Elder um, T-shirt. It's nice. The Rock and Roll Over one, the yellow Rock and Roll Over T-shirt with just the album cover. Yeah, it's like Come the on. original one from, yeah. from, from, from the 70s. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that's great. That's and awesome. they've, got a, they've got another one that's got the, um, the promo uh songs listed on the backside you know yeah, that, yeah. that they did yeah, the yeah, sampler like right it's a nice touch i like the elder rug i think that's a cool little riff on that original see-through clingy that was one of the few promotional right. items I, I think it would have been nice as a mirror or to take the italian elder art that was done that that's the ad uh, and uh a collector posted the picture of it with the birthday yesterday <laughs> i was like ah shit that's the one thing i really wanted in the book that i was never able to find so I'm conflicted. It's great that they're honoring it, but it's annoying for fans who've missed out. Um, yeah. Such yeah. is life. I, I felt bad for the guy, you know, who, who can't check his email and check his phone during the day, you know, who's maybe working on an assembly line, you know, and he gets off work at five o'clock. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, or, or like Julie was saying about the Australians or something. They wake up. I mean, they're, they're dead asleep. They wake up like, well, crap, that sucks for them. 500 copies is... I mean, come on! It's Not kissing it. Well, may, maybe they were worried. Maybe they were worried that there's that no way be. 500 people are going to be that's interested when we're putting out Destroyer out and you know and, and all this and that. Well, that's because the uh, off the soundboard one is still for sale. The you know the the cat sphincter stuff or whatever the the, the vinyl. So, but the other thing is is they <laughs> they should they should allow only one purchase of one of those yes, per, per order. Uh, because you, I, I, I know there's people out there there that bought you know probably five or whatever that are gonna try to make big profit and they and they yeah. will I you know they, they will. will but I think is they should limit it to one. And that's fair and one, that's the American yeah. way and all that but it also does <laughs> suck when you're a fan and you miss out so. Um, yeah. I wish they would limit it to just one. Mm-hmm. I saw people say, I got two, you know, and then the talk shop did the signed uh, Destroyer 45 two CD versions, and those were gone instantaneously. I saw someone bragging that they got 10. I was like, for fuck's sake. See, man. You, you, just, you see, so that, you know that, what's going on there. You know, even you in suck. mine, I, I will say that, yeah, I intended to flip, but I always intended that if I had a friend who hadn't been able to get it, I would do the right thing without a second thought. You know, but 10 copies, come on, that that's completely unreasonable unless you're doing you've worked out a bulk, you know, say for an Aussie, you know, yeah, like Phil sure. does the fan club stuff. And he often, you know, is able to get multiple copies, you know, to distribute down there for those. But that's not what's going on. No, it's totally not what's going. And, you know, it's brutal, but it's the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. I'm watching yeah. that today. Bruce's uh, <laughs> indoor show. Uh, <laughs> and that's uh, the next topic bruce going indoors yeah you know announced cool. the vegas show right after i got my refunds for my uh hotel and canceled my yeah. flight <laughs> damn it <laughs> again such is life that's the joke such is life uh, i i would have been bitching if i hadn't gotten the refund and at least the hotel refunded completely still waiting for Ticketmaster, funnily 
Yeah, huh. ticket bastards. Shocking. Yeah. They're number one, aren't they? But number that, uh, you know, thoughts on that? <laughs> Never kind of you know, is, is that the sort of shit we've been waiting for? For uh, Bruce to bring it off the boat and into a club? And I hope it does well. Yeah. I hope it motivates him. Yeah. It's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah I, think it's, I think it's a good idea. I mean, I, th- I, I can clearly remember tons of people saying that Bruce should take this on the road. Bruce should go and do this more often, blah, blah, blah. So I think that this is a great idea. I mean, his set lists are always really good. I mean, people are always amazed by the songs that he pulls out, mainly because he's doing all the stuff that Kiss won't touch with a 10-foot pole, right? So you want to go and hear these songs, you know, in a, in a rock, you know, format, in a live show kind of thing, then this is your chance to do it, right? And he has a good band, too, as well. I'm guessing the same guys are going to be going with them on the road. So that's going to be a... Well, it's not you know, on the road. It's down the street from... They, they live in Vegas, so... It, oh, yeah, you know, okay. So playing there, there isn't Easy. much of a road trip. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think that's... It's great. I mean, people will have the opportunity to go and check it out. And I think that... Uh, I think it'll do well for him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I really hope so. Because, you know, here's an opportunity now for people who didn't cancel their Vegas plans... Uh, because of the the residency getting shit canned, you know, to put their money where their mouth is and go see and support Bruce and the band. And like he said it, when I was listening back to that uh, indoor show, you know, he's playing songs now that weren't necessarily from his era because Kiss fans want to hear them and they wouldn't otherwise hear them. I think that is so cool, becoming a gatekeeper to forgotten Kiss gems um, and, and the stuff that, you know, Kiss would never do Exciter. Why would they? Talk talk yeah. about you here and we go back. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, he hear yeah. he hears it from his band members too, because he, he also says that the, those are the guys that push him to do stuff that he might otherwise not consider, mm-hmm. and they do such a good job of it. it I mean, it, it's yeah. it isn't Paul on vocals clearly, but the guys, you know, Zach takes more of the Gene songs, and Todd <laughs> takes more of the Paul songs, and. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they put together a really good show. I loved seeing them indoors in the Stardust because that started to feel more like how it should be for a musician of his caliber and stature. 12 years with Kiss. What's he t- going on 20 with Grand Funk? Mm-hmm. And all the, all yeah. the people he's played with over the years. I, I mean, and also being one of the nicest people in rock and roll. You know, yeah. you, you really can't say... Uh, you know, give him too many more superlatives without exploding his head. Hey, his head will explode. He's not that sort. So, yeah. cool stuff. Uh, you know, and Bruce, we trust. All right. Uh, exactly. Before we get into the topic, two more quick pieces of news. Uh, Mike Brown has an interview that he did with Doc mm-hmm. McGee where he asks lots of questions. And you can tune in to his rock and roll experience to find out the answers. So uh, congrats on getting Doc, Mike. That's really cool. And uh, thanks for being there to report on all the cool stuff for us as well. Last thing is a little bit of my own horn. It's now the 11th day of November. And I am inundating a variety of places with all the features. They weren't all in the original online Novelder back in 2012. Good God, that's a long time ago. Um, and, and some only ended yeah. up in later versions of the book as well, for that matter. So uh, check it out. It's all free. It's all online. And you don't have to be a member of the cesspit. So, all right. So what did we say we were going to talk about? We were going to actually do a show with a topic today. And... <clears throat> next week's the 20th anniversary of the kiss box set so 
just do a catch up on box sets, how it's aged, how the material is, and, and how you approach looking at it as it reaches that 20th anniversary now we're, that we're about to receive a dearth of other archival material that ties in nicely with the release of Destroyer 45. Lonnie, let's start with you on your, your thoughts on the box. You know, we, we were bouncing around show topics this week, and, and you get in Julian's suggestion, how about a 20th anniversary of, of the box set? And I, for one, like, couldn't believe that the box set was 20 years old. I mean, that that's bizarre to me in the sense that, like, when I saw Kiss in 96, they were selling T-shirts at the show that said they had, like, the Destroyer album cover on the front, and on the back it said, you know, Kiss Destroyer, 76 to 96, 20 years of destruction. And I thought, oh, well, that's really cool because Destroyer is so old and it's such a classic album. And, like, meanwhile, like, I bought the box set 20 years ago. That's, like, mind-blowing to me that I, when I put it in in those terms. Um, but I, you know, I... I I love I like the box set. You know, I have I have some issues with it, as I'm sure we all do. That we'll probably get into, you know, the number of of just regular studio album tracks that appear on it. When we were always promised for years prior to that, well, when we put out the box set, it's going to be the mother of all box sets. Mm. You know, we, we we were promised a lot of things, and it's it's Kiss. So come on, um, but but there are great things on, it. um. And I and I, I like it. And you know, Ken showing off, you know, his as well. And I, I've told, I remember the day it came out. And I've, I've told the story on here before that, you know, I wanted the the miniature guitar case version of it. And Best Buy opened up, and you know, I went inside and picked it up, got it, and went up to the cashier and it rang up as a Sega game for thirty nine ninety five. And I <laughs> swiped my debit card and ran out the door. <laughs> 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 nice. nice. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's my favorite memory of the box. <laughs> yeah, Sega. Huh? Let's go yeah. north to Canada, hey, uh, Mark. Your 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 take uh, overview on it. Um, I really liked it. I mean, back when it came out, <clears throat> I was still probably early into getting back into my kiss fandom at that point so i i was in no all these other things that were that were out already or all these you know gems that were already floating around so when they you know when you see something like this come out and you know you see they have like the strutter and the deuce demo on there that that uh eddie kramer did you know i was like wow shit that that's great you know i was immediately excited about it and I didn't buy the guitar case one like that you guys got. I just got like the regular, just the box version of it. Uh, mainly because I, where I was, they didn't have that around. I don't know. Maybe I was just, you know, maybe our store already sold out or something. But I just bought this version, and uh, I really liked it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on there that I had I had never heard at that point. That was the main selling point for me, was that. So you know, because they had like "Don't You Hesitate" and "Mad Dog" and all these demos i had never heard before or the mr speed demo and stuff like that and you know it, it was it was pretty cool and throughout the years i'll be honest i've listened to this box at quite a few times actually I, i've i've catch myself bringing it into the car quite a few times and uh listening to it while i'm driving and for me the, for, for the longest time 
it had always been disc three that I'd always bring into the car, the 76 to 82 stuff. But near the last few years, I found that I was listening to a lot of disc four, a lot. Disc five is something I never really bring into the car very often. Uh, but I was really into disc three and disc four. Uh, I really liked, you know, that they had stuff like Time Traveler on there. And they had, you know, ain't that peculiar on there, and you know, so that that was, those were those were the selling points. And like I said, you got to keep in mind that you're talking to somebody who at that point was just getting back into the whole collecting of Kiss stuff. So a lot of these things, like I said, was just new discoveries for me. Yeah, I, I just went and grabbed my El Cheapo cigar box version. I've never yeah, that's been interested. Yeah, I was never interested in getting the the super duper fancy one, um, just because it. You know, it was the music again for me that mattered. And this thing's pretty beat to shit now. You know, the book is falling apart, and that's what mm-hmm. would make me actually buy the guitar case. One is that it's hardbound in there, and obviously, with you know, doing some of my stuff, I've you know been through the pages trolling for quotes over the years. So it's you know been one of those things. Ken, why why the guitar box for you, and why haven't you had it signed like Lonnie's? Why is Lonnie yeah, so much yeah. more impressive, more of a yeah, fan? Yeah, Ken, than what's you? wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> You're on mute, Ken. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't bring it to, um, I guess, the Gene Simmons vault or anything like that. Um, I brought some other stuff to the sign. Uh, yeah, I never thought of getting that sign. It was kind of tucked away in the in the closet. But you know what a um, pain in the ass that must be to lug around to get signed. It was a pain in the ass. I had to take this thing to Atlanta to get Vinny to sign it. Um, I actually gave it to Joe Odell to take to Canada to get Peter to sign it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Dang. Yeah, so, yeah, mine's not signed. Um, Yeah, this is like the the mini guitar, they call it the mini guitar case, but really it's it's like a clarinet. Yeah, clarinet case. I mean, that's what I see it as, really. Um, And it may have been that way before they put the kiss logo on it um, <laughs> um but there was another one a bigger version which was a really like a guitar yeah. case and that one came with a, yeah it came with a uh gold record a, of a live a live yeah live live yeah a gold record award or whatever it was yeah. um so i thought oh, that was cool but that was that was really steep uh price in 2001 thousand dollars a lot more money than it is now. Was, Little uh, did we know that was going to become cheap in terms of <laughs> kids pricing. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. But now, um, you know, I, I remember, I don't know if I had the day off, day off or what, but I remember waiting in front of Best Buy um, out front before it opened. Like, I got there like 15 minutes before it opened. It was like me and one other person that wanted the kiss. Uh, <laughs> box there's no big line or anything like that actually i remember going in and it's like okay well i know i want that other version and it wasn't even out there they had the you know cigar box one i think out i said hey where's the other one and they had to pull it from the you know their warehouse in the back so but anyway yeah i mean it's it was great at the time to finally get something because every, every other artist had already put out box sets yeah. By by that time, and and it was good to get some uh, unknown or not unknown, but also demos more. of songs I'd never heard. Yeah, and and uh, you know, 
it's my life. You know, it's like, oh, it's my life. But, you know, the Psycho wrong, Circus wrong era. Version. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same one, but still it was something. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. And I, I enjoyed it for what it for what it is or what it was. But I don't think it uh, it's definitive, though. No, I, I think it's as, it's as far from, mon- you know, the mother of all box sets. I think it's the Samuel yeah. L. Jackson motherfucker of all box sets <laughs> because it didn't live up to any of the hype. Yeah. It had way too much release stuff. And it, when you start looking at the discs, disc one is fantastic. You get like 12 rare cuts on there and it drops to eight rare cuts on disc two. Then you're down to four on disc three and three on disc four. And then on disc five, there's really only two. I can generously say that there are nine because of some of the edits and stuff mm-hmm. that's called from other albums, like nothing can keep me from puking on you. But um, in, in terms of the actual rare stuff, we got the like, chooses on there, which, well, you which know. is a Japanese release. Doesn't right. Really count. Which is same. same <laughs> talk. Doesn't really count. I agree. Yes. Yeah, it was shouted out loud live 96 right. and, um, you know, within the edit, <laughs> childhood hens does count kind of half half a track with the outramental coda on it you know was cool so i i was happy with it but and, and i'm gonna raise this question for everyone who's getting the destroyer <laughs> box next week your first three songs uh or i think they're the first three are on disc two don't you hesitate mad dog and god of thunder of course on destroyer 45 i think they sound far superior the new transfers on Destroyer 45. So I, I, I was actually very happy when listening to the stream by the fidelity of them. And I mentioned that in my review. Um, so, you know, I, I want to know what other people think, whether it's my ears, well, maybe it's just mastered for Julian. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, Julian likes that mastering level and the balance. Mm-hmm. So, so we shall see. I think when I got the box, I was pretty disappointed by the balance but when you print out i'm gonna do a ross when you print out a sheet of all the songs that count as rare tracks it's not as bad as my brain tells me it is what are there i think 94 songs all together on the box and a really good chunk of that what you have notes as well ken well no this is the this oh, is you're, what you're, you're reading the freaking manual. Okay. No, this is not as prepared as usually. Come on. This came. Uh, that was on the back of it, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah on yeah, the yeah. back of it. Yeah, that was under the uh, the wrapping, shrink right? Wrap, yeah. The shrink wrap. So I, I had kept that. Um, so it still has it. Uh, it says six hours of recordings from the archives. Uh, Ninety-four career-spanning tracks. Did you have to take your glasses off in 2001 to read this? Because I sure as shit didn't. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Including uh, 30. Yeah, not, 94 30. career spanning tracks. Yeah, 30 previously unreleased band and solo demos, outtakes, and live recordings. Um, so, yeah. That's so funny. I mean, both of those, like, need bifocals now. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. I can read books without my glasses. That's it. But anyway. so, Solani, how pleased were you or how dissatisfied were you with, with the balance after you got done with it? Uh, I'd be curious to know which was the first disc you all went to and which is your go-to hmm. disc. I think, Mark, you alluded to number three. But uh, let's start with Lonnie. You know, I, um, I, I was satisfied to an extent with it, but I was also, you know, I, I have, like you said, 30, how many unreleased tracks? 30 whatever? 
30. That means two thirds of it I already have. Two thirds of it I already have. So if I'm dropping coin on a kiss box set, not, and it's not just me. If I'm dropping the kind of money on a kiss box set, odds are I have most of, if not all, the albums. I mean, seriously. So I, I, w- I was disappointed that there was as many songs that I already owned. But I was happy with what was on it. And I get it. Like, there, 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 there's, re- I, you know, there, there's legal reasons why you can't release just everything that you want on there. But, you know, I, I was hoping for, like, the Eddie Van Halen demos and things like that that we'd all heard about for mm-hmm. years. That you know that that didn't turn up. That I it eventually obviously turned up on on the vault and things like that. But you know, I was hoping for more deeper cuts like that. So like being that two thirds of it was stuff I already owned, it was a little underwhelming. Although I did like the unreleased stuff that I did get. But for me, it's disc one. I mean, we talked. We Julian already talked about it. Disc one, like it starts off the first. I don't know how many songs are previously unreleased. Like the first ten songs oh. on. 12 songs on disc one or previously in release. I mean, it's, that's what it was. That's, that's what it was supposed to be. That's in my mind. Anyway, that's what it was supposed to be. was just boom, 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 boom. Like the Alice Cooper box. That really, here, here and this isn't, this isn't, this is totally out of context, but the Bon Jovi box set is actually really freaking good too. There's like nothing on there that is previously released. It is four discs of all previously unreleased material. And that's what, in my mind, that's what a box set should be. So to me, it was underwhelming that two thirds of the songs are yet. Yeah, Mark, what about you? Well, like I said, I mean, I I wasn't underwhelmed because, like I said, I was not as caught up as you guys were at that time with the material that was already available for Kiss stuff. But you know, now looking back at it years later, of course, you can kind of think to yourself, well, they could have added a lot more to it, but. Uh, I, I was pretty satisfied with it. And like I said, Disc 3 was my go-to one. I, I think mainly because I liked the flow of it because it had a lot of those solo stuff on there. And at that time when I had bought the the this box set, I was really into getting back into listening to the solo albums. I know I know it's one of the first things I started collecting in on vinyl was, oh, I got to get, you know, this Australian Peter Chris, and I got to get, you know... I was really collecting those ones. And so that era was really something that I was into a lot. So because it also had the creature stuff on there, it also had some, you know, uh, unmasked stuff on there too. I mean, that that era was kind of what I was listening to again in abundance at that time. So I really liked Disc 3. And then later on, Disc 4 became quite the heavy rotation in my car. But the one thing I'm kind of curious about, you did mention, Julian, how you said that the versions of some of these songs that are on the Destroyer box sound abundantly better. Uh, I'm guessing they must have gotten access back to some original, you know, quarter-inch tapes or half-inch tapes to get this stuff off of, because, and the only way I can imagine that they got such good-sounding ones of it is off the tape, or maybe they made like a digital transfer of it, you know, off the original analog tapes, because the, I, I'm just curious to hear to hear the the difference in it, because we have had these ones for a while to listen to. I am curious to hear the difference in the quality because I'm one of those audio guys. I love doing that kind of transferring of tape and stuff like that. And I, I, I wish they would do, you know what? And I know I've bitched about this before. I really wish they would do something like that 
on a, on some sort of a, like a documentary video. I mean, Iron Maiden has a great video where they show them doing the whole reissue catalog of their vinyl. They go into the studio and they show them going through the, the analog tapes. And they even show that they've got the digital tapes for the later albums that they did, like, you know, Fear of the Dark and Onward. All right. And they even, they even have a video like that, them doing the seven inch singles, you know. And there's even, for crying out loud, David Bowie, the man's not even alive. And his estate is smart enough to know that when they reissued, uh, I think it was a uh, Space Odyssey on seven inch single, there's, a, there's like a four minute video of the guy in the studio doing the, the transfer of it, showing the, hmm. the audio transfer. So why can't Kiss? Space Odyssey, yeah. huh? Rise your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and again, I I think a lot of it's in the mastering. You know, I I don't want to say too much about it before. You know, obviously we're a week out, so I, I don't feel too too bad in in you know giving a couple of observations. I think uh, also from that perspective, the mastering of the stuff that's also on the vaults sounds far better on this but there's also a uniformity in the sound dynamics across all of those. Uh, so whether they have access to original tape, I don't know if a Polygram or a Universal, you know, if that wasn't all in the bonfire, or whether they had digital clones <laughs> of the tapes, basically, which allows them to go back to the original source and then take it from there and put it in the hands of a proper mastering engineer to give it every bit of treatment that it needs. And maybe the people in-house at Universal did a better job than the people in-house at you know, who did the stuff for Gene, you know, yeah. so I, 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 or maybe I just, again, I find it more pleasing to my ears. So Ken, you know, what, what's your take on, on favorite discs? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what's my favorite disc. Um, I mean, I, I was gravitating to more of the stuff that we hadn't, you know, heard before. Um, I find myself skipping the stuff I've heard a million times and going to the tracks that are, you know, unreleased, were unreleased, um, that I'd never heard before or hardly heard before. Um, yeah, I mean, the sequencing, you know, I, I, I do like a chronological kind of sequencing when they do box sets. I hate, I really hate when they, they jumble it up and go, you know, from one time period and to just skip to way later and then come back to it's like, what the hell are you guys doing? But this is, you know, they did a pretty, pretty decent yeah. job of, of keeping it chronological. Um, one thing I did notice, though, was kind of interesting is uh, in the book, I was reading the book yesterday and, you know, they, they have comments about the songs and stuff. But the other thing about it is the Psycho Circus stuff. They still at that time they were still lying about who played on the on the album because it said you know Paul Stanley guitar Ace Frehley lead guitar you know Gene bass and and Peter Chris on drums and I'm like wait a minute you know it should say you know Tommy Thayer on Psycho Circus or whatever Kevin um, yeah I mean uh, you know, what was the big deal about keeping it so secret at at that time, I mean, it had been a few, you know, a couple, yeah. three years. And it's November of twenty, of 2001. I mean, they're basically done at that point. Yeah, yeah. If exactly. you think about it. I mean, they, they were done at that point. Yeah. What was yeah, the so, point of, what was the point of, of, of covering it up still at that point? Yeah, of hiding it. And so I thought, thought that was kind of interesting going back and looking at it that way. But I did like to, you know, they're always love their talking about the songs and you know how they wrote it or 
you know, what was behind it and so on. Um, that's part of the best stuff that, you, you know, you want to see or read or learn about, you know, the songs that they uh, recorded throughout their career. So it's it's a decent book, um, you know, for what, what it is. Yeah, the book is definite high point for the whole box. I mean, disc one, you start off with Deuce and Strutter. I immediately rolled my eyes because we'd had those since the early 90s, you know. Mm. And, but they, yeah. sounded, they sounded good. Uh, the Wicked kiss. Lester stuff, I was like, yawn, oh, three songs. And then I heard them, and they were, you know, new remasters, basically, of those songs and versions mm-hmm. that hadn't circulated up to that point. So that was very exciting. The Bell Sound Studio demos, absolutely exciting. I had no clue those existed. Um, yeah. Paul's Stop, Look to Listen, atrocious. Uh, absolutely horrendous but really fascinating and very brave of him I felt to put that on there next to Gene's Lita because you have pre-kiss from both of the primary members of the band and one's an exquisite uh, kind of Paul McCartney-esque piano ballad very touching, a little bit nonsensical but whimsical and the other's this brutal assault um on the yeah. senses with zero refinement, zero panache, and about as far away from Paul Stanley as he now exists as you could guess. So I, I absolutely, I, I loved it, but didn't like it, if you take my, my meaning. Um, and mm-hmm. then, of course, the Acrobat live Daisy tape, which was just oh, yeah. a taste of what now circulates out there. It was mm-hmm. around, I'm sure, in, in some circles way back then. But that first disc, pound for pound, even with oh, me poo-pooing what had existed or circulated and it only being two songs from the demo, it was always where it was at. And if I recall correctly, Universal Canada put out a uh, promo seat, single, a single disc promo, which I managed to get a copy. And I think most of it came from that disc, clearly, because, you know, having 12 songs. And then it drops off. It was impossible. I'd never heard of Don't You Hesitate. And again, I know that tape circulated for many. Um, I think JR questioned that that was him on drums, not Peter. So, you know, even the credits for the other Kiss stuff may not be entirely accurate, regardless of, you know, the Psycho Circus point. Uh, The God of Thunder demo, again, very brave. I hadn't heard that at that point, no. Yeah, uh, same same for me and Mad Dog. You know, so Mm -hmm. there was, even though I thought of myself as a collector at that point, you know, there was a lot that I hadn't heard, a lot that I didn't know Mm -hmm. was out and about in in those circles. But right after that, it really goes downhill. You know, those first two discs are really strong, but then it starts getting filled in way too much with, you know, Mark, I'm sorry that you like, you know, disc three as much, but that was a major letdown for me. You know, when they put on something like You're All That I Want, and that is just one of the worst demos that I've ever heard from this band. Yeah, it is pretty bad. I don't like that at all. But then again, your story makes total sense as someone getting back into it and catching up on on the period and liking the sequencing. So um, ain't that peculiar? Yeah, very peculiar. Mm. You know, I I was was really happy, but it, it seemed that the 80s got very token treatment rightfully with kiss's legacy being firmly rooted in the originals era and yeah. you know clearly they were reunited at that point and then disc five i actually i actually find that a really interesting one as a later fan a, you know and a fan of the 90s to bring mm-hmm. all of that stuff together even though i criticized it as um 
you know, being edits and stuff that only makes a list is something different because of being an edit rather than the album version or being called from another source. It brings together the latter stages of their career to the point very nicely and represents it well. And having got to choose acoustic, regardless of being released in Japan, is really cool. It's a great song. It's a great song acoustically. And great it's version, also... Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not ever going to criticize Got to Choose. So, you know, I, I, I flip between disc one and disc five more often than not because, uh, again, I've, I've had the magnographic stuff for years to, to listen to complete, even though it's not as good quality as this. Um, so, so it's very cool. And I, I pruned out all the release tracks uh, out of my rips that I listen to digitally. I only listen. I've got 36 songs in my playlist from this, and that includes all those edits and remixes like Nowhere to Run. So mm. how do we rank this? Do we say that it was a good effort, jolly good show, old chaps? Um, <clears throat> did did it really measure? Well, I, I think we all agree that it didn't measure up to the hype. But you know, how well does it stand the test of time 20 years on? Is it something that you've gone back and listened to or are going to go and listen to? And is it going to make you, it actually made me look at their other boxes. You know, I, I, after listening to this, I was like, you know, I want to evaluate it against something like the Alive box set, which I then dug into this week. And I actually found that more interesting as a product overall, even though it was all previously released with the exception of the, the, the Alive 4. Funny. Um, you know, it, it, I, I think it holds up fairly well as a timestamp of what the band was from 73 to 2001. I think it's, you know, I, I, I think it's a good representation of the band as a whole. Um, yeah, I, I, I have my issues with it that I, I wish there, there was more unreleased material. You're talking about disc five, Julian, and it made me think about some of those Psycho Circus tracks that were not released, like like um, Body and, and, and say what you want about them, and they're not they're not mind blowing songs, but like Body and Soul and I Want to Rule the World and things like that, like those were still pretty fresh songs at the time. Why not throw those on there? In 2001, I, I I think that's a missed opportunity as well. I mean, I know they put that that version of "It's My Life" on there, and and that's all well, good, and fine. But I, I would have preferred a 1982 version of "It's My Life" as opposed to a 1998 version of "It's My Life." Mm -hmm. But I yeah. I think there's a but the point is I think there's a lot of missed opportunities on the box set, you know, whether whether it be some of those Psycho Circus songs that that circulated years later. You know, why weren't those on there? there and it, it leaves a lot of questions of why wasn't this on there? Why wasn't that on there? More than anything else. And, and it feels like we had 30 songs or 30 whatever songs, and we just kind of mailed in the rest when we were promised the mother of all box sets. And, and it's fine. It's a good timestamp of what the band was for from 73 to, to 01, but... I, I, I think it just leaves a lot to be desired. It could have been so much more. So much more. That's a nice way to really kind of sum it. Uh, Ken? Yeah, I mean, I, I give it a like a B grade, I guess. 
um, if you want to grade it. Um, I, I, I of things like you know, come on, only two lick it up songs on there. <laughs> it's like, um, mm. hello, yeah. and you got three animalized songs. Uh, and then you be, got. I thought the, you'd be happy with that. Uh, we're we're in the eighties at this point. Asylum, they they only give you two asylum songs, or you know, also. So you know what's what's going on there? Um, how does Animals get three, and then Lick It Up, and then and Asylum get only two? Uh, it, it just doesn't make sense on some of these choices. Like, and then again, also with uh, um, Hot in the Shade, you, you get uh, what three. Actually, we well technically ain't that peculiar, I guess. But technically, you got four from Hot, hot in the Shade. Can, can your biggest so, gripe of this is the amount, the amount of studio tracks you already own? This is your biggest gripe with this box set? No, no, no. I mean, Silver Spoon. <laughs> I mean, well, okay, I'm going to look it up. So you have to look I don't it understand up. the choice. I don't understand some of the song choices for putting in. Uh, is, is Silver Spoon a classic? I would expect classic. I think that was uh, an error. I think Paul yeah. said, "Don't put Silver Spoon on it." And he they wrote, didn't hear the "Don't put." He thinks that's he thinks that's one of his best songs. On, he thinks, uh, oh, I, he, he thinks, he, I think he, when I was reading the book, yeah, he, he really likes that <laughs> song. So obviously he's like, "Oh, no, you got to put Silver Spoon on there." You know, <laughs> you have to put Silver Spoon on there. I can only imagine the editing process for the songs that were originally going to be on this box set and then after Paul and Gene or both you know got a hold of it like oh, oh no 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 that you know take that off of there or you know you need to stick this one on there um it's so, kind of like the concerts and it's kind of uh, to me it's hypocritical or what do you want to call it where you say oh the fans and the people they only want the hits and stuff like that but then well why are you giving me silver spoon on this box set it doesn't make any sense uh, i think there's better songs out there yeah. that you could have put on here so well, that, that kind diversity of stuff bothered, sake it should have been read my body <laughs> yeah it's like, I mean, it's, it's well, like why is two sides of the coin on greatest kits that doesn't make any sense either <laughs> yes, so I, I kind of don't understand the the thinking there. So I mean, yeah, like I said, it's a B for me. It's a it's a good temp. It's great to have the unreleased stuff, and you know the package was nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it it left me a little bit like you know why well, they could have done a little bit better with that. So Mark, well, like I said, for me, I, I was pretty happy with it. Back then, I probably would have gave it like a B rating overall uh now going but looking back at it maybe not that high rating but i'll be honest like i said i still tend to grab at least one or two of those cds every once in a while when i go for for a car ride like for a long one you know i just for some reason maybe it's just because it sits with me as one of those memories that i have like a like a positive one of getting back into getting into kiss then and that was one of those early purchases that was like a big purchase you know it was like five discs and you know a book and stuff like that so it wasn't like a 20 dollars cd purchase this was something a little bit more of your investment money going into it so i i i still listen to it, like i said disc three and disc four are my go-tos still from that and i i have a good good memory of it so 
I, I still think it's good. I mean, you know, I, I think that they could have did a hell of a lot worse. Knowing how Kiss has, you know, continued its career, you know, there could have been a hell of a lot worse. I mean, I keep thinking back to that time when they did that, when they did that release. This is not even music, but when they did those, you know, when they do those little tchotchke giveaways where they had those socks and all that stuff in that little box that they gave you for like 150 bucks, remember? I think even Ken, oh, the box. Comp- yeah. Yeah. That box, oh, all, like those yeah. odd, weird odds, and it's like, come on, what, what was the meaning of Cigar that? Cigar box. I missed yeah. out on that. It's like, you know, it's like those guys went through their laundry drawers and said, what could we give our fans to buy for 150 bucks, you know? <laughs> yeah, so I think it tries a bit too hard to be all things. It's not for the diehards. It's not mm-hmm. really for the casuals because they'd, they'd be like, what am I listening to? Why am I listening to this? <laughs> if they just want, you know, like a five CD career encompassing collection, it misses that mark for a casual. So, and, and I don't think that it makes either party totally happy, but I think it's better than it could have been, mm-hmm. but yeah. not as good as it should have been. So, you know, that, that would be the politician's answer. You know, there are so many missed opportunities just to do little things. Take the the Alive 2 studio tracks to put the alternate mixes on instead of the regular ones. You know, stuff like that, which would have made people do double takes. You know, maybe the, the non-fade-out versions of other songs or the hard-ending versions of some songs. Um, you know, right down to, you know, just taking the opportunity. You know, why wasn't there a single song from... I mean, obviously, Alive 2 kind of covers it, but, you know, Rock and Roll, rock and roll Party <clears throat> in Japan or in Tokyo. Yeah. You know, to throw a single one of those songs on could have, you know, just been a little taste. If you're putting a single song on from The Daisy and ignoring Life in the Woods, but putting Acrobat, it, it was almost like <clears throat> egregious omissions and just a very um, potpourri approach. I mean, it was schizophrenic. In its yeah. character, but it's still good. And and again, we're supposed. Yeah, I say this all the time. It, it's when we're talking <laughs> about crew sets. We're supposed to love all these songs. So as Kiss fans, yeah. we're not supposed to be dissatisfied. I don't remember what did it cost. I mean, apart from those who bought got special checkout discounts. I I, th- <laughs> I think the cigar box was seventy five. Yeah, around eighty and, bucks. And. And the miniature guitar was like 150, 175, something like that. Yeah, I think it was about. I want because I, I was thinking about the this thing. I think it was about. Yeah, I wanted to say it was like 149.95, something it like was, that. It was still yeah. pretty expensive for 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so. They, they had one of the guitar case or the clarinet case. Um, <laughs> yes, clarinet. Yes. <laughs> Editions of Ami- Amoeba for years in San Francisco. Oh, and really? I'd always look at it and kind of smile when I walked by because a prominent KISS logo located anywhere in public always does that to me. Um, yeah. And then when this started looking pretty tatty and the book started falling apart, I'm like, okay, when I replace it, since they haven't reissued it in like a, a small format with just the, the discs, um, I'll buy that clarinet case. When I actually decided to do that, went down to Amoeba. It had been there. It was gone. Been there. Gone. <laughs> Uh, yeah there there you go i I may still but i i would actually rather they put it out again you know aerosmith did pandora's box it started off as a long box and then Mm -hmm. it went down to dvd size book (laughs) and then it went down to cd case size and 
You know, if they put out the, the, the Kiss box, which included the five CDs in that exact shape and size, surely they could do that for the box. But, uh, you know, I, I guess we're going to get all this stuff eventually, hopefully, if they continue to give truth. singular album forms. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, that, I don't still know. Be fine. What, what picture disc am I going to buy tomorrow? Oh, is there any anniversary? <laughs> any more anniversaries that are going to destroy the bank this month? You know the bank uh, accounts. I'm, I'm surprised that they haven't jumped on the cassette thing now that Ace did it. You know how Kiss seems Come to. On now. They they seem to follow what Ace does sometimes with these things. Maybe they do the cassette thing next. I would much prefer that they hop mm. on the record store day thing because mm. yeah, you know oh, that's yeah. coming up this month as well. <laughs> Again to go back to bands that actually do take advantage of it. The Aerosmith 71 show is coming out. So I look forward mm -hmm. to hearing what that sounds like mastered compared to the copy I've got, but I'd like kiss, you know, the stuff that doesn't fit into the box and it's not kiss. It's universal as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you take the lead on a lot of these things rather than just conveniently blaming um, Paul or Gene for everything. It would be nice if they looked at the assets that they have, and figure out how to monetize everything that is sitting there rather than just looking at it piecemeal uh, to a certain extent. And they, from the track listing on Destroyer 45, they seem to have done a very good job of that from what I'm aware of. So I'd like to see them now approaching stuff with, well, what can we never use in a album reissue? So how can we leverage that? And, you know, who, who knows what that might lead to. But again, it's been a good week as a Kiss fan. You know, two mm -hmm. albums have been yeah. celebrated, one unexpected. The other, I think we were all expecting them to do something with Rock and Roll Over, but uh, yeah. I didn't expect Picture Disc. I expected just T-shirts with them having done the, what was it, Orange yeah. Vinyl? The Orange Vinyl. Yeah, they did that yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah. Or, or to reissue that. So I, I think things are hopeful that they might actually get around to it. Lonnie, next year is the... What's it called? Two. The Life 20, two. It's the 30th 20th. anniversary no, 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 of Revenge. It's the 24th anniversary of Psycho Circus. So there's the opportunity to, to body <laughs> the soul. Do, do yeah, the, there's my body and soul. Give, give Psycho it. Circus the deluxe edition. And it know? deserves. That No, it the does deserve set? it. No. The, no, the Psycho Circus deserves mm. a deluxe edition with the full uh, live recording that was used for the European... Uh, yeah, the CD. Indianapolis show. That'd be cool. Yeah, Love and that. all I mean, of the B-sides and um, different mixes that were available yeah. and that bootleggers are making money oh, off. I, Just chuck so, it out there. I think, I, I really think that, I mean, next year is uh, Alive Revenge 2. Mess. 45th of Alive 2. Um, they got to do that. They haven't even done a color of Alive Revenge. 2. Hey. They haven't done anything with Alive 2, which is you know, it's, I don't know, it's a catastrophe. <laughs> um, but uh, they should definitely have some kind of box set for that. Um, or at least do something. Maybe they'll just do a picture disc on that next year. Some T-shirts. Yeah, and more T-shirts. But Maybe a belt button. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever they follow up. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> whatever, they, they follow up Destroyer with something else, you know, pretty darn good. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the picture disc line continue. If people oh, snap sure. up, you know, 500 copies of a special edition in 40 minutes, and hopefully the response, I'm, I'm sorry, I hope the response is good to the other two, because I think particularly Rock and Roll Over looks great, can display, you know, one of the older ones, and they always looked cool. They're, you know, they're not for audiophiles. So, no. <laughs> you know, if they do start doing picture disc, Lonnie, what would be the, the one that you would look forward to that would be you would walk out of a meeting to purchase it? <laughs> yeah, well, well, obviously, next year is a is the 30th anniversary of Revenge. And I would love, you know, a, a, a Revenge type of reissue with with reissues of those tour T-shirts and everything like that. I mean, that, that's something I could really justify, obviously, and, and get behind. That'd be that'd be amazing. But you know, I I think that you know, you know, I, there, there's so many possibilities out there for what they could do if if this is what they're gonna the 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 avenue they're gonna go down because you know you see a trend they they've done most of the colored vinyl they've done colored vinyl for all the '70s albums basically ignored the '80s except for the and, one no one could buy yeah except for Dress to Kill that, that that no that almost no one got out in the shade. Hot, they did the one Hot Machines, only 80s album they, they did on color. Now it looks like we're going to go, well, we're going to make you buy these albums again on picture desks. So, you know, I, I think there's a lot of good possibilities for that. And and, I, and I'm with Mark, too. I like the idea of some of these T-shirts that are coming out, too. I think I think that's a cool thought with it as well. So, But obviously my thought is with Revenge 30th anniversary next year, let's do something, reissue some of those shirts, you know, Put up, go make me buy a, a gold record version of Revenge to, like that to the personalized award. No, r- really tempt my wallet next year. I and, and I'll be all over. Nice, Mark. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not sure what one I would want next year, but I mean, I think Revenge definitely needs to come out as well. I mean, it was a big album for them. It was a big attempt to come back and make a big record, and you know. Overall, I think it did fairly well as far as the reaction initially by KISS fans to it. So I think it would be a good idea to do that one in a, you know, anniversary format. And I'm guessing there's, you know, bonus stuff that could be had with that as well. I'm sure there's some maybe non-released music somewhere. Uh, so who knows? But yeah. And you know what? I can only imagine what kind of a cool gold record award they can make for that, you know? with that whole kind of you know bullet hole design like they did on the album cover can make something really cool with that uh but yeah i I think it's a i think it's a good idea i think it's definitely a good one and and as far as the uh, alive 2 i i am surprised i am honestly surprised that they haven't done that because it is a record that's always on the tip of the tongue of people who are big kiss fans and kiss collectors um maybe why they haven't done anything with it maybe they just don't have the tapes to redo something with it. I mean, that if there's a if there's an album that needs touching up, it's that one. That audience is way. It's like a Beatles live album. It's like, oh god, <laughs> you can't you can't even put headphones on to listen to that. It's horrendous. So if anything needs a touch up job, that would be that one for sure. But I highly doubt they would go in and spend the cash to do that. But uh, and speaking of T-shirts, while we were on this episode, I actually bought the elder oath t-shirt while we were on here so i pulled the trigger and i got him so nice there you go how much was shipping for one t-shirt it came total everything came to 42 dollars canadian 
Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, it was twelve. It was twelve bucks because I I got there was two options, like a like a twenty dollar shipping and then there was like a twelve dollar lightweight shipping charge. So I just said it's a T-shirt. What's going to happen to that, right? So right. So I well, just took might, that off. Right. They may just put stamps on the T-shirt and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like Amazon, Amazon's packaging and uh, and postage. I'm with Lonnie uh, for revenge, getting uh, you know some treatment Love. next year. You, you know they got to do a, a gold disc uh, for that because that that would look fantastic. It, it just has so many design mm. opportunities in my mind that let a real designer put their imagination to it, and I think it could really pop and uh, be very cool as a three kind of a three dimensional one um but i'd like them to start separating out the super deluxes with the expanded editions and and trying to work out a faster you know uh timeline for getting some of these albums out revenge would be a great one to do a just an enhanced cd a, a two cd keep it like they've done for the destroyer one that's coming out as being a sampler of the best stuff for what could be on a super deluxe um so that you're not tied to that but to get revenge out there with some of the b-sides and you know the unreleased stuff which we we know that there is you know maybe some of the rehearsals that were done with eric carr in the spring of 1991 before everything mm-hmm. went bad and just get two cds out there maybe you want to touch me now yeah well yeah most people have heard that yeah um, but still you know but uh, maybe have gene finish that off vocally who knows um because otherwise it's a, it's a boring instrumental get bruce to finish it with uh, lead work as well yeah there you go oh yeah mm-hmm. bruce that's an idea gene yeah there could be it be like that beatles anthology there you except, go except everyone's hopefully uh, still with us another so I, one. that's that's what i would like ken yeah i, I was gonna say another one well i'm gonna stick with the live too the other one i would say next year uh would be creatures of the night um that's an anniversary there so I would expect. I I really do expect something for that. If you know, not some kind of picture disc. Definitely that. You want more than a T-shirt, is what you're saying. Picture yeah, yeah, more, more than a belt box. Definitely at least a picture disc. I mean, if they if they want to do a deluxe box set on it, I'm all in on that one. Because um, we know there's a lot of uh, music that was was left you know on the whatever the cutting room floor or whatever um for that so demos and things like that so i i'm i'm hoping for one of those two next year uh, something you know hopefully again hopefully like a box set now hopefully an anniversary on the actual anniversary rather than a half decade anniversary um yeah someone posted a picture this week of the it's extraordinarily rare the prototype glow in the dark picture disc so the eyes in the picture well, that's disc awesome. would glow yeah. and it is i i would love them to actually do that with the loudest band in the uh world uh print yeah. on on the back side of that <clears throat> it is instead of the lightning that's awesome you know that that would be absolutely fantastic and maybe repro that poster in some form all right that's it for this week uh box set whole bunch of other thoughts a whole bunch of stuff you know so chime in with your opinions on what we've discussed today and tell us where we're right where we're wrong what we forgot because we always forget something when we're doing this even with notes all right that's it so from ken from lonnie mark and myself thanks for joining us we'll see you next time Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. 
If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.